What's up, what's up, what's up, everyone? Welcome to another episode of Ray Talks Live. So it is Monday, March 7th, and it's roughly about almost 10.30 p.m. Eastern Standard Time. And if you follow my podcast, I do really a lot of my podcast episodes at night because being one, a husband and a father of three, it's usually better once the kids and the wife have settled down for the evening and I can do my little thing. But tonight's episode, I'm going to keep it brief. As you know, I am an educator, so right now I'm about two weeks out from spring break, which if you are an educator or just a student, really, you look forward to your spring break. Get that little one week off to either go on a vacation, just relax, just put your mind at rest, and then get yourself ready for the home stretch to close out the year. So this episode has a keeping the title saying, you know, preparing for Disney World. So I've stated before, I am an annual pass holder, and my family and I, we've been an annual pass holders for about the past five years now. And of course, over the course of these past two years with the COVID-19 pandemic, haven't really did too many Disney trips. 2020, nothing really. We did it twice in 2021, uh, almost a year ago around this time for spring break. And then, of course, in mid-late June, where at the time capacity was still capped at about 30-35%. So it was very peaceful, very calm. And then, of course, you know at some point it was all going to change because as the vaccines have rolled out and as medication and everything to help those who have unfortunately contracted COVID overcome it, you kind of knew we were going to get back to it. And for the most part, we are returning back to normal. For the most part, a lot of states have dropped the mask mandates. But it just feels good to know that we are finally, hopefully, getting to the point where we can finally try to get back to normalcy. So, in spring break, in about two weeks, we'll be traveling up to Disney, and I'm looking forward to it. Uh, the kids, I know, are definitely looking forward to it since it's been, you know, almost a year in a sense since they've last been, and it's just great. But some of the things I'm looking forward to is really seeing how crowded these parks have, because I've watched a few live streams and blogs of some of my favorite Disney YouTubers, in a sense, you could say, from This Life of Ours to Resort TV One to PC Dev to Theme Park Express. I've just been amazed that crowds are packed. You know, there really is no off-peak season anymore. And, you know, you just go. You go in for a couple hours, do what we can do, and get out. The main reason for this podcast episode tonight is I want to really figure out how much I'm willing to spend on this Disney Genie Plus. And I know it's $15 per person per day. And, you know, it's if you don't know, Genie Plus, of course, is the paid version of the FastPass system that Walt Disney World had for many years, which was easy for most people because you were able to plan out your day months in advance, weeks or days out. You pick your three fast passes, and then you, you did it. And if you exhausted all three, you know, you were able to turn around and, you know, try to get another fast pass. But this whole idea of paying to skip the lines, and I've heard how the frustrations have boiled over. A lot of people are saying, like, is it really worth it to do this? I mean, we all know Disney is, in a sense, in that point, pricing the middle class people out. You know, Disney's always coming for the rich and the famous. You know, like, you either have or you have not. How much am I willing? Like, so for right now, we have our three reservations, and unfortunately, we had to renew our annual passes. Our renewal date was February 22nd. That was when it ended, and they were not going to let us renew 
we were platinum annual pass holders, so we renewed to the Sorcerer annual pass. So although, yeah, we get blocked out Christmas, New Year break, and then a few days on Thanksgiving, I'm okay with that. I'm, I'm not worried about that. That's that's okay. But we got so we renewed. We got our three reservation dates, Epcot, Hollywood Studios, and, of course, Magic Kingdom. I've already said I'm not doing Genie Plus for Epcot. So most likely we're just going to walk around and enjoy the Flower and Garden Expo going on right now at Epcot. Hollywood Studios, there, there's a slight chance I may, but definitely for the Magic Kingdom. Know, some of those rides, you know, for example, my daughter loves It's a Small World. I will pay that $15 to get a, that lightning lane for It's a Small World because I'm not going to stand in that line for about a, what, a five, six-minute boat ride, but standing in line for two hours, not doing it. I will gladly pay the $15 to skip that line if it means just standing in line for like 20, 25 minutes, you know. And if you get lucky and catch a couple of other little rides, while we're there and trying to do a couple hours, I'm cool with that, you know. But if you are a listener of my podcast or you just came across it, have you been to Disney World since Genie Plus was introduced, since, you know, a few months back? Do you like it? Do you feel like it's just ridiculous? Do you feel like it makes the lines longer? Because in the way it does now make the lines longer, you know, because I remember just off topic real quick, during the pandemic when Disney opened up, and you got rid of Fast Pass. It was amazing how lines flew. You know, I remember standing in line for Mickey and Minnie's Runaway Railway at Hollywood Studios, and an advertised time wait was 60 minutes. In all honesty, we was only in line for about 30 minutes, you know. Even though, granted, yeah, people were still, at the time, still six feet spaced out. But because there was no Fast Pass lane, everyone in standby just kept going, just kept going, just kept going. So... I get it now where even under the fast pass, if you had a fast pass, you skipped the line and everybody still waited. But now the idea is you probably now have pushed out maybe about 50% of your regular fast pass people because let's be real, it was free. Because now you got to pay for it. 50% of those people who would normally do a fast pass are probably going to just stand in the line now. They're not going to fork over the money. Because it's already expensive to go to Disney. You know, it's already well over $130, $140, dollars a ticket. So I get that. But I just want to know, what are your thoughts on this whole Disney Genie Plus system and the individual Lightning Lane pay as well? Because like I say, we're going to be going, and I'm going to do a, a follow-up podcast episode on my experience with one, the crowd levels, as well as with the Disney Genie Plus, I say the day that we go to the Magic Kingdom, I'm definitely going to fork over the money. I'm not standing in no lines for no more than 30 minutes, hopefully no more than an hour for the few rides that we'll do. But let me know, what are your thoughts? Hit me up on my social media, on Facebook and Twitter at Ray Talks Live. You can also follow me on Instagram at Ray Talks underscore live. And then you can also shoot me an email at graytalkslive at gmail.com. And with that, I am out.